there and welcome to The C Word with me, Beck Hughes. I'm a brand consultant, graphic designer, business coach for creatives and creative coach for businesses. Here, we'll talk about creative with a capital C. Excuse ums, ahs, pauses and playfulness. This podcast is recorded with passion and purpose and we're not here to worry about the polish. This is where you'll find brand, design, business and blue sky chats. Along with my guests, I'll share tips, advice and inspiration for your creative business with plenty of laughs along the way. We'll join the dots between creative and business because when the two meet, that's where the growth, the good times and the magic happen. Let's go. Hey there, awesome. How are you? I hope you're having an amazing week. Here we are, it's episode seven of the C Word podcast, and this week I have got an absolute gem for you. I'm joined by Jess Roberts. Now, Jess is the founder of The Who Photography and Design. Jess has been a photographer for the past 12 years, and what makes her approach so unique is her focus on real, genuine, and true connection. Now, I know from personal experience that Jess really does go out of her way to create a safe space for people to really be themselves in a photo shoot. And we talk today about why that sense of self and that sense of comfort is so important. Now, as a creative, I have often hidden behind my work, sometimes because I don't want to be seen, sometimes because I don't think that anybody would actually want to see me. Which is why this conversation is so great, because I believe this could be true for many creatives. So the message that Jess has to share about the importance of genuine connection and being able to find and show yourself on camera, well, to me, it's everything, really. Jess is all about equality. She has travelled to far-flung destinations and is a magnet to world-renowned celebrities. Ask her about Ed Sheeran, apparently. So if you're ready to challenge the way you look at yourself and connection, Jess will get you there with big smiles and colourful pattern clashing outfits to boot. For Jess, it's about a world where it's not just okay to be who you are, it's actually celebrated. I know, how amazing is Jess? She is warm, funny and so open in this chat about her own personal experiences and perspectives. And yes, I do ask her about Ed Sheeran. But just a quickie before we crack on with the episode. If you're a creative in business like me, I want to let you know about my Creative Meet Business workshop series. In these four workshops over four weeks, I'm going to share all of my tips and tricks to tackle the four burning questions that I hear come up most often for creatives. Firstly, how do I get more clients that I love working with? How do I balance creativity with managing my business? It's a big one. How do I price my work for profit? And how do I manage my mindset to deal with things like, we've all been there, imposter syndrome, comparisonitis, and the fear of showing up like I've been talking about? Basically, all the things that are holding creatives back in their business. It's just 17 Aussie dollars and we kick off with the live workshops at 10am on Thursday the 14th of July. Just head over to my website beckhughes.com forward slash series and if you're listening to this after the 14th of July you can still access the workshops so pop over there anyway. 
Okay, let's get on with the chat with Jess. Hi, Jess. Welcome to the Seaboard Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Yay! I'm so pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty, in the intro, I said on your behalf that (laughs) you're a magnet for world-renowned celebrities and that we should ask you about Ed Sheeran. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so I think we need to take a step back when I answer this question. So it's a really funny thing. I don't actually watch TV and I very rarely remember who someone famous is. So I don't know if that means that I'm a magnet to celebrities, maybe because I don't know who they are. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) When I used to photograph business chicks and there was really famous people in the room, I really didn't know who some of the people were. Like if there were Australian reality celebrities, I just had no idea. I do believe that, you know, everybody are just people. It doesn't matter. Like if they are celebrities, they are still people at the end of the day. And, you know, I always say in my head when I've, you know, just be normal because that's all they want from you right now. Like, and it's like everything I talk about is just people are just people. We're all the same, really. So, yeah, um, but Ed Sheeran, when I was 22, I moved to England and Ed Sheeran and his family lived in the village that my family lived in, my aunt and uncle, who I was staying with for a few months. And my cousin, Alison, actually worked for his parents. So she used to babysit them. And then this particular time after school, it was 20 pounds. I got 20 pounds to babysit after school. And they were both very very kind of intense kids that knew what they wanted even at that age, which was about 10 and 12, I think. You know, Ed was actually writing songs then. He told oh, me wow. he was going to be a singer and, you know, he was sitting there learning his guitar or he maybe knew it at that time, but that's what he was doing. And his brother was upstairs writing a novel. He wanted to be the next JK Rowling. Now, Jess, I haven't given you any time to prepare for this because it's not the point. This is what I call your quick fire warm up round. You don't have any time to think about it. You've just got to tell me the first thing that comes into your head. They're not hard questions, (laughs) but they're just some fun questions so we can get to know a little bit more about you. So first, what is your favourite colour? Pink. Your favourite book? Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic. Your favourite food? Chilies. Chilies. <laughs> just chilies on a plate. That's what I do. Just I'm chilies hardcore. on a plate. No. Yeah, I love, I love, love, love food and I love cooking. Uh, I couldn't just give you one favourite food. Maybe roasted cauliflower at the moment. Oh, actually, no, cauliflower mash. Oh, yeah. Yum. Okay. One thing that annoys you. <laughs> you can there only pick so one. There are so many things, <laughs> Beck. Uh, it really annoys me when people apologise for being who they are. Nice. I love that one. And your final question, what is your comfort blanket? So when you just want to go and relax and withdraw, what's your go-to? It might be a food, it might be your favorite movie or a song or a piece of clothing. What do you think is the thing that gives you the warm and fuzzies? Uh, so it's like none of those things, but uh, probably a bath. I love, love, love a bath. Awesome. I love it. Okay. Thanks, Jess. Thank you for going under the spotlight. That was hard. (laughs) What I want to ask you is, is have you always been this bold, vibrant, clashy 
Jess that we now see. And I can say clashy because you said that in your own bio. And I, that's a clashy with love. So, no, it's a really good question. And uh, I talk about this a lot, actually, in my first episode of my podcast. But I haven't always been this way. And um, uh, when I met Lisa Gorman, who I, in my world, is massively famous, by the way, I actually had to thank her for her clothes because I feel like they've, they've kind of given me permission to be myself, permission to clash and permission just to be what makes me happy and not dress for anyone else. But if I rewind uh, back to when my daughter was born 12 years ago, I, I'm going to post some photos of this actually on my Instagram because I have got photos. But I used to wear black. I used to wear colours I didn't always like, but it was like the cheapest clothes or, you know, I felt that they were a bargain, that kind of thing. But it wasn't really dressing for me. It was just dressing for the sake of dressing. It was also because I was, you know, a new mum and I had lost my identity. Uh, and I think a lot of women go through that. Uh, my body had changed uh, and, you know, I just didn't really know who I was anymore and I guess I've grown into that. But being a mum wasn't what I imagined it would be. It's so much better in so many ways, but it was really hard. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? And it, that idea that I think particularly for women who have had changes in their lives, particularly having kids, there is a little, little bit of that loss of identity. And I think clothing is a really important expression of that as well. And yeah. then clothing just becomes something you've got to throw on in the morning because you need to get on with your day rather than something that's joyful and something that's an expression of you. I think your question kind of leads on to who is the person I want to be and what do I want to be known for? And, I, you know, I want to be, you know, fun is really important to me. Like, you know, it's so important to play and be fun. And I think that's when I have my, you know, create my best work. Uh, particularly when I'm working with, you know, people on photo shoots, you know, if I can be fun and silly, I can actually usually draw something out of them that's a bit of a spark and it's actually them, which is actually really funny because in real life, I don't like silliness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a really serious person. <laughs> I'm really serious. But there is an element of fun, of course, and I think that, you know, my expression of fun is through my clothes. Now, Jess, one of the things I love hearing you talk about is how to be more you in your business. And this is something that's very close to my heart as well. It's something that I talk to my clients about a lot. And it's something I've actually been focusing on for myself quite recently as well. So I wanted to ask you about that and also your view on what that does to help you attract clients that you gel with better and creates a better connection. So connection is like everything, you know, like what is the point of taking photos if you're not connecting to your audience. I don't think there is any, you know, I'm not here to take photos of just things that look, uh, you know, pretty <laughs> or, you know, the way everybody else is doing it. I'm not here for that. Like that's not why I'm here. I'm really here to help my customers or clients or subjects or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> victims. <laughs> victims. <laughs> They're not victims. I'm here so that they can connect to their audience and they can either work with more people or they can sell more things. That's essentially why I'm here. So when we, you know, when I work with people, that's what I, you know, make sure I put all sorts of strategy into it. Like, you know, without them even realizing sometimes, like, you know, with you, I remember talking to you at the retreat before I did your photos and I made sure I got around and spoke to every one of those people that were there. And I think there was 10 or 11 people. 
individually so I could kind of try to understand what their purpose was and also try to understand who they are yeah. versus what they think they want to achieve, which is sometimes not the same. That is so interesting. Pinterest has got a lot to answer for. <laughs> we love I, it. it. We love it, but we kind of love to hate it too. Yeah. Because what it does is I think it gives people a preconceived idea of what their results should be like, whether that be photography or my case design, and forces them to make choices and pigeonhole themselves when they don't need to or before they need to. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when people bring Pinterest things to shoots with me, I definitely look at them. And if I feel like we're not getting anywhere, I do go back to it. But I never want to be put into that box if that's what we're creating because that wasn't my photo. Definitely I can take inspiration from it, but then I will be with my own take on that. Yeah, absolutely. But what are some of the ways that you can create better connection and maybe some of the things that that don't work so well? Yeah, cool. So I'll start with the things that I think that do work. So, you know, I like to think about things in themes. So when I'm doing a photo shoot with someone or if you're creating your own, I like to think of it like, so how, you know, where are you going to start from? So let's start with the first theme. So for me, that's that I'm a photographer. Then what topics am I going to talk about underneath that? So then I, you know, because I'm very visual. So of course, you know, I want to go to Pinterest, but let's write that down first because that's me. Then I'm going to go to the next one. So that could be, I guess, that I'm a podcaster now. Yay. <laughs> so then I could write down all the topics that I want to talk about on my podcast. And then that could be all of the topics underneath that theme. If you can really nut down into the things that you do daily that becomes like your, I guess, your ism or like the things that you want to be known for, it could be as simple as that, you know, you don't drink coffee. So what you drink in the morning or that you do drink coffee and it's the thing that you do. Or it could be that you sit down and you set intentions every day. I think by really nutting down into your life and what you want to share or what you want to be known for. It's visual storytelling, isn't it? You know, it's, and I think that's definitely something everyone gets a bit stuck in. Well, okay, I'm a designer or I do X, Y, Z. And therefore, what do I spend most of my day doing? Well, I spend most of my day in sat at my desk and if I'm really wacky and crazy I might go to a coffee shop so we'll just base all the photo shoot around that but there's no depth to that that doesn't say anything about you as a person it doesn't really tell the story it so is and you know like even when we've been talking today you know I'm going to go and dig out photos of when I wore black and I'm going to share those because you know people won't believe it like if you go and see what I wear now (laughs) You know, you won't believe that I was so conforming in a way. You were saying that the way you dress is partly is an expression of you, which is really important, but it also is partly about your audience. So it kind of has two roles to play. And I think that's when I think about brand, because brand's important to me, I always think that brand isn't just about being an expression of you. It's also about how that expression connects with your audience. And says something about you, but says something to them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's like it's like everything that's like that whole statement that you said. People should rewind and listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Bottle that and sell it at the Bottle market. Bottle that. It's so true. You know, it is intentional the way I dress. I dress for me. I like it. But everything I do is to try to relax and to you know, to live the way that I think will connect with my audience, but also help them connect to their audience. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Right. Well, look, so just to recap what we talked about, because I think there's so much in that. 
the way that you manifest beautiful connection is through the photography that you create. The value that I'm taking from this is often when we go into a photo shoot, we think of it as we're capturing our face. We're capturing our physog and us in our daily life. But actually, if we completely reframe that, completely change the conversation and say, what we're doing here is thinking about how I can show myself in a more connected and authentic way that's going to tell stories about me as a person that are then going to connect with my audience. Yeah, definitely. Like reframing is the biggest thing, I think. And, you know, you can say, you know, I could just say get over yourself, but, and I, <laughs> but it, with there's love. so much, but with love, but there's so much more to that though. Like, you know, if you can reframe what a photo is for, then I think that you're on the path to creating photos with connection. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. So what I do want to talk about on that note, because it's a really important illustration of what we've talked about, is the photo shoot that you and I did together in Dalesford in back in February when we were on a retreat together. I am the person that says, and my husband's actually a photographer, and I say all the time that I'm not photogenic. I'm, I just look awful in photo. I hate myself in photographs, and I genuinely do. But it, and I think that is, a, well, we'll talk about it in a sec, but I do think that's a mindset thing. But I went into that photo shoot with you, really excited about it because I knew you and I thought this is going to be great because I knew your images, but also going, I'm just going to be the one person that Jess isn't going to make look good. <laughs> I'm going to be that anomaly. So long story short, we went on a little stroll together. And as we were walking, we both at the same time were like, look at that bus shelter over there. How cool is that? And it was this weird little bus shelter in the middle of nowhere, really. And someone had gone and painted it pink and put this rainbow on the wall. And it was a bit grungy, but at the same time, it was quite cool. So there was just that kind of spontaneous moment. We're like, that's where we're going to do it. And I have to say that when I got the photos back, it was the first time for me, I stopped, I didn't look at my crooked teeth and my imperfect skin or any of that because I felt like I was look, just looking at photographs of me going about my business of being me. And so the big takeouts from that experience were that, that it's a bit of experimentation and just kind of feeling into it a little bit and just not overthinking it. You don't need to pose. I spent so long kind of trying to pose in photos and that's like the most awkward thing. The whole posing thing was something when you were talking really resonated with me because I don't pose people and I do take a lot of photos because, you know, those photos in between where you think I'm taking the photo and the next thing is when I get the magic, that spark of who you are, not when you turn, smile and look at the camera. Which is, but and that's another thing because what that comes down to is you're tapping into your natural body language rather yeah. than trying to force your body to do something that doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And also remember to breathe. <laughs> so what I wanted to ask you is, is that typical of a photo shoot with you? <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Uh, those shoots are really difficult that I do on the retreat because we have 30 minutes and it's so that's a lot of pressure on me. I don't want to do anything unless I can do it properly. When someone books a shoot meet with me, definitely. And, you know, it 
it's always intentional. You know, I kind of pick out what different people are feeling. It's very intentional the way I work on shoots. So before I do a shoot with someone, particularly with you at the retreat, you know, I spoke to you and really tried to kind of establish what your mindset was on it. And I (laughs) got it straight away. You were like, you know, I hate I hate photos of myself. I was like, okay, so we've got another one of these. <laughs> so, oh my you know, gosh! I know, which <laughs> is like, you know, <laughs> I would say it's ninety five percent, maybe ninety seven yeah. percent of people kind of feel like this. So it's really normal. What is normal? But anyway, yeah, <laughs> it's really what most people feel. So the fact that we went for a walk, and and even when I'm doing shoots, is you know I might not need two or three hours to take the photos, but what I do need is that time to talk to you and to help to change that mindset for you. And that's something that I'm going to be working a lot of in the future uh, to a bigger audience than not just the people I work with. Because I think if we can change that perception of ourselves and we can separate ourselves from that, then we're going to create more. I don't know if I like the word authentic, but it is. It's true. Authentic photos or real photos of ourselves. But yeah, so, you know, with you, we went for a walk. And, you know, I just didn't know what we were going to come across. And we found so many different things. But the bus bus shelter was probably the highlight of the whole retreat for me. Like, just the composition. If you see any of Beck's photos, the way that the chairs were sitting, you know, it was just so perfect. I always have to get that symmetric symmetrical photo first and then what I like to do is then take lots of photos from different angles so yes it is very very much the way that my photo shoots are you know I might tell really rude jokes if it's appropriate or I might say things that are really inappropriate just so that I can get a reaction so I know what's there and then I'm like game on that's what we're aiming for it's almost more about or equally about what happens before and in the lead up and the warm up, if you like, of the photo shoot. And I was a little bit unaware of the camera in the end. And I think the thing that I also loved was, you know, I have been on photo shoots and it's like, right, smile. You're like, what? I can't do that now. I'm terrible. Like when I try and smile on command, it's disgusting. It's horrible. Can I just say something on that? Yeah. Really important. So if I ever say smile, I'm not doing my job. And you didn't, Jess, and that was the point. You just made me laugh by doing that, doing the silly things, laughing yourself. Like you were mirroring me and you were just laughing and giggling. So obviously then the the person does the same thing. And that was, they sound like obvious things, but they're not. They're really not. not. No. And you know what I found really hard when we had to wear masks? I couldn't do my job because I couldn't actually, I couldn't do the face I wanted them to do. You know, I couldn't, like, because I'm always smiling, you know, and if they can't see that, then it's really hard for them to mirror that. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I now want to talk about then, which I think links to this, is one of the phrases you say, which I love and adore, which is you need to learn to love your perceived imperfections. And I just want you to talk about that, and I want you to share in your own words what you mean, what that means to you. Yeah. So, and it could be like if you, some people are a bit confused when I say imperfections, it could just be insecurities. You know, we all have them, but it's learning to let go. You know, if I said to you that once upon a time I hated my teeth, I thought I looked like a horse, <laughs> you would think that's like the silliest thing you've ever heard because, you know, the one thing people know and remember about me is my smile. So, and the fact that I smile wide open and my teeth are fully on show. Yeah. Now, 
nobody would have ever said to me, your teeth like look like horse, you know, a horse's mouth. But that was just some image that I created myself and it was my insecurity. Now, I would say out of most people, their insecurities aren't the thing that anyone is noticing about them. Learning to love those things can sometimes be the thing that you connects with your audience the most out of anything. My teeth are probably the thing that people connect with because I'm wide open, I'm like happy, and that's truly who I am. So, you know, I'm not faking it. And it when I try to smile with my mouth shut, I look weird. Like. <laughs> I think that what you said there is that is really the crux of it. You're not faking it. There's almost no such thing as an imperfection. No, because if we're saying, you know, if we're saying what's perfect, what are we referring to? Like, is that like what's in the media? Is it like that that image of perfect? You know, what does that say to, for people that have disability or have, you know, anything that's not normal or perfect? You know, that's not fair. They don't get to fit in. That's not including them. Mm. And, you know, that's not what I'm here for because we should all be treated exactly the same and have the same opportunities. Yeah. And, and it really comes back to what you were saying by accepting or loving the things that are unique to you, not imperfections, but the things that are perceived imperfections. When you embrace those things, you're being more yourself. You're being less fake. Yeah. And then when you're being less fake, you're much more relatable. You become someone that is easier to connect with. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. And, you know, you might not love it, but, you know, one thing I will say is, you know, this imperfection that you have or this thing that you're self-conscious about, you might not love it, but the more you show it, the more you show up and the more you try to just squash that thought, because that's all it is. It's a thought. And, you know, if you have really good positive self-chat, then you can squash it. It can, you don't have to hold on to that anymore. And it's probably holding you back if I'm honest with you. That thing yeah. is the thing that's probably holding you back. Love it, Jess. Thank you. This has been awesome. Now, I do want to talk to you about two exciting things that you're doing. The first one is I want to hear a little bit more about your DIY photo shoot course. What is it? Who's it for? And when can we get our sweaty little palms on it? <laughs> <laughs> So it's just simply something I created like in lockdown and it's a it's actually a really, really good course. I just took all of this stuff that, you know, people ask me about, the things, the same processes I guess I do on every shoot and I wrapped it into four modules into a course and I speak to camera so you get to see me. And, and I share all my yeah, and my teeth, a lot of my teeth, uh, and I share all my wisdom. So it starts off with you know what equipment you need if you're going to take photos with your phone. You know, do you need a tripod? How are you going to take photos? Is it on a timer or is it an app of some sort? And then it goes all the way through to actually I show you doing the photo, and then I show editing it on my phone using Snapseed, which is really awesome app. I also have a few guests that come in. I've got someone that helps you to style like an area. So talking about scenes because I work a lot in scenes. Uh, then I also have Amy Hughes from the Heart Centered Creative talking about um, makeup tips and also props. So it's really awesome and also what to wear. So yeah, really great course. For me, I think having professional photography is so important. Having that as the core of your assets that you've got we know that in this time of social media where we're sharing and sharing and sharing mm. having lots of images is really valuable so then having some of the skills to go and perhaps create some of your own content to support those professional images is really valuable and very exciting Jess 
you're launching a podcast perfectly connected which sounds perfectly appropriate yeah. as a name <laughs> yeah it's After hard everything we've talked about. yeah it's, it's hard choosing a name for a podcast isn't it um I love the name of yours so yeah by the time this goes live it'll be launched so it's launching on the 20th of June yay yay so yeah if you like the way I talk you can go listen to it <laughs> And I do know that you've got some amazing, heartfelt, really authentic and genuine stuff that you want to share with your audience. And it all comes back to that connection and why that's so important. And I know it's important to you and it's not important to you just to get a great image, but it's because you know that your subjects or your victims are also <laughs> going to get much more from the photographs. And I think what they're going to get is not only better connection with their own audience and I suppose I'm talking from my personal experience but maybe a better connection to themselves and who they want to be and how they want to be in the world and just feeling better about who they are and how they express themselves it's so like that's like almost everything you just gave me a bit of a light bulb moment actually because you know it's almost like the connecting to their audience is actually a little bit secondary once you get to the end of a shoot with me what actually happens is that they actually people generally are more connected to themselves this has been an amazing chat and i've really loved it and i've taken so much away from this but as a creative in business which is what you are and which is what i am and which is who my audience is for the c word podcast I just want to ask you if you've got any final words of wisdom or insight or a snippet that you want to share from your own experiences. So I think my final words of wisdom is if you have some, if having photos, if something's been holding you back, like not being liking having your photo taken, if that's the thing, then just do it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're just not going to use those images. Or try to take some photos yourself, like step in front, of the camera and maybe even take some photos of those things that you're insecure about and see if it's as bad as you think. Yeah, love it. And don't pose and don't smile on cue and don't overthink what you're wearing. Wear something that you feel comfortable in and you love and you'll yeah. probably get a much better result. Thank you so much, Jess. I appreciate you coming on, sharing so much. Can't wait for your podcast. I think that everybody should dive into your DIY photography course because it sounds amazing. And I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. And I cannot wait for your photo shoot. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Beck Hughes Branding. Now, if you're a creative and you'd like to up your business game, check out how we can work together in one of two ways. My Creative Business Incubator course is a 12-week program that teaches the essential foundations to give you clients, creative space, and cash flow, so you love and stay in love with your business. If you're a freelancer ready to actually be free, or a solo creative, and you want to grow without compromising your creative mojo or sacrificing your sanity, this is for you. If one-on-one -on -one is more your style, my Creative Business Insider Coaching is for creatives who have been in business for a little while and now you're ready to start doing bigger and better. We work together to take back control of your creativity, your time 
and your finances so you can craft a business that serves you, not one that you're a slave to. And if you're a business owner with big brand ambitions, you can join me for bespoke brand strategy creation to give you the brand everyone else wishes they had. Head on over to my website for more info. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.